What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Quick Out Fantasy Football live stream here. John and Pemba with Andrew Cooper live on the Better Sports Network, the Fantasy Alarm social media channels, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch as well. Coop, it's our debut stream here live during the afternoon here on the Better Sports Network, man. Uh, fun times to come this year. We're getting ready for the fantasy football season. The NFL draft quickly approaching us as well. And we're talking some dynasty fantasy football running backs today, man. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for this podcast at least for a while now. And we said, hey, why don't we do some video? And then we figured, why not just do it live? So, right. you know, the people at home, you're going to get the same product in terms of the in-depth analysis. But the rest of you guys can see our shining faces. How are you doing today, Johnny? Right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's going to be a good time again. Go, Got to go check out some of those uh, old uh, shows that we've done. You can find them on the Fantasy Alarm YouTube channel. We've broken down the Dynasty Fantasy Football tight end position. Last week, we did the Dynasty Fantasy Football wide receivers today we are talking everybody's favorite dynasty fantasy football running backs here coop uh breaking down guys that you should be targeting uh guys that maybe you should be looking to sell if you're in a win now buy if you're trying to trade you know it's a whole bunch of different ways to track your dynasty fantasy football lineups yeah and uh the best thing about this is it's not necessarily rankings so don't take it that way Right. We're setting it up into buckets so that you can look at your individual team, whether you're trying to win right now, whether you're competing for the future, and group them that way and decide what way to go. So for us, we didn't do linear rankings with tight ends. We said, right. hey, everyone should be trying to grab guys like Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson that are age apex and are great now. If you're trying to win now, competing to win, maybe you go after Darren Waller. If you're tanking or rebuilding maybe you sell darren waller maybe you go after trey mcbride or somebody that doesn't have upside right away that's what we're going to help you with and today's running backs john so might as well get right into it yeah why not let's say when we talk about the running back position we often talk about how short the shelf life is when uh when it comes to the uh impact that these players can make but we also know how important they are uh to dynasty fantasy football rosters uh let's talk about a couple running backs here that are very young uh certainly guys that you should be targeting to make an impact on your team one of those players, however, coming off of a pretty bad knee injury there, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, you know, where do those two guys kind of rank for you when it comes to dynasty fantasy football running backs? I mean, that's the crazy thing. So like wide receivers, the age apex is 26 to 29. That's what they say. That's prime time, 26, 27, 28, 29. So there's a ton of guys that are younger than that and are producing right now that you can trust in your lineup. So Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, that when we did that show, which you should go back and check out, there were tons of names right now for guys that are under uh, the age apex for running back, which of course is younger. It's 24 to 26. That's where we get the most uh, upside seasons. Kevin Tompkins wrote an article on it last year that had a nice little chart and everything in there. You should go check that out. But that's when, we, that, that's when you get the prime seasons. There's not really right now very many guys that are younger than 24 and also guys I'm willing to start in my lineup right now. Like you kind of alluded to, Kenneth Walker is a guy who's pretty much locked in. And I honestly don't even care if they if they bring on a Kareem Hunt as a pass catching back. Uh, maybe the one guy they could add that would have me scared would be Jameer Gibbs because he would just clearly be the pass down back. But even then, this guy looked good enough that he should be a top 24 running back if he's getting the early down work, John. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts on on Walker? No, listen, he was, he was very exciting last year once he kind of took over that full-time role uh, following the Rashard Penny injury. And then even in spots where you weren't sure if it was a great matchup for him, he got banged up a little bit, uh, they were not hesitant to give him the football. So uh, if people are expecting that Seahawks offense to actually be you know as productive as they were last year, you know, again, they paid Geno Smith 
all that money in this offseason. They still have Lockett and Metcalf to move the ball downfield. Uh, having a dynamic runner like Kenneth Walker, a lot of people were high on that draft pick last year and the impact they thought he could make in fantasy football lineups, especially where he was going in those mid to late round uh, of your re- of your redrafts. Now we're talking dynasty here, and he's a guy that you're expecting to be able to kind of slot into your roster for you know the next handful of seasons as long as he can stay healthy. Robert Sala came out and said that the recovery for Brees Hall is going great. Uh, he was obviously the the game changer in that Jets offense last year. Once he got injured, you saw a whole shift really in how the Jets were able to compete and score points in that offense. And if anything, it really exposed Zach Wilson and his deficiencies to the point where now they're looking to bring in maybe Aaron Rodgers. If Brees Hall is healthy and ready to go to start the year, slotting him in as an RB1 behind an improved offense, potentially all systems go here. Yeah, yeah. So he had Brees Hall, the injury he had, and it's important to talk about the specific injuries because they're not all created equally. He had the an ACL tear that was reportedly pretty clean and uh, minor issues with his meniscus that were fixed up. Pretty much the same thing that Saquon Barkley had. There is some minor concern because Saquon Barkley, of course, wasn't really back to full strength until the following year. But I've already I saw Brees Hall video was him on a treadmill back in January. So if he's already running, if the coach is saying that he's already ahead of schedule, maybe early in the season they take it a little slow with him but he might be ready to go. So honestly, if I have him in Dynasty, I'm planning on starting him in my flex at least when he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, with this group, we ha- kind of have to talk about the opposite, how uh, how it can look when it's not as clean as that, Javante Williams. right? He's another guy, one of the few guys that is a younger guy. He's 23 years old, so under that age apex, uh, we believe in the upside, but he actually got hurt before Brees Hall, and it's been pretty mysterious to the point where at the combine, we heard Sean Payton say uh, a lot of good things about Samaj P. Ryan. We'll talk about him later, but why they brought him in. And he mess- he specifically said, based on what we know about the injury that we're dealing with. So it's good to hear him talk about Javante Williams kind of in the light of, okay, this is our starter yeah. and we're dealing with this injury. But at the same time, the fact that we haven't seen the progression, we haven't heard the good things, uh, I would plan to start with your season without Javante Williams in your starting lineup. Yeah. So when we look at these guys under 24, John, Kenneth Walker is in my lineup. Brees Hall probably in my lineup. Javante, I'm planning to go without. How many other guys under 24 years old can you actually sit here and say, I'm going to put them in my lineup? There's maybe a handful of guys we can we can look at. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's obviously, you know, Damian Pierce last year had that breakout season for Houston. Mm-hmm. They do that. They go and sign Devin Singletary. Uh, I know it's only, it was a short-term deal there, but you know, at least for this season, you know, is Singletary a back that you're worried about when it comes to the production of Damian Pierce? I mean, they didn't have really any contenders for carries for him last year, but Singletary is a legitimate NFL running back that could certainly find himself at least getting some level of share with Pierce in that his Texan offense. I mean, I just wrote an article about it. You go over to fantasyalarm.com, type Andrew Cooper. It's uh, I, I think we're going to post it today if we didn't post it yesterday. So that's up and ready to rock and roll. And uh, Devin Singletary is a guy I'm actually trying to target. If you look at Damian Pierce, he ran the ball really well. They give him the angry run award, whatever they want to yeah. do, you know, whatever made up award they want to give him. But the reality is when it came to pass blocking, the very first game of the year, he was essentially benched for Rex Burkhead. And throughout the rest of the season, he graded out pretty poorly. He was actually, per pro football focus, outside the top 120 running backs, John. There's 32 teams. So if you're 120, that's a pretty rough spot. Right. Mean, meanwhile, Devin Singletary was safely within the top 30 or so. 
He was top five in routes run. If you take all the guys in true pass set grading, he was top, uh, you know, he was within the top three or four guys. And the new offensive coordinator over there, uh, believe it or not, John, actually worked for Pro Football Focus for three years. Yeah. So he's everything I'm saying about Pro Football Focus and the statistics and, and the grades. Bobby Slowick worked for, for Pro Football Focus. So if I'm aware of this situation, Bobby's aware, right, right John? For sure. So I'm, yeah, I'm a little scared for Jamie Pierce. I think he, you know, he'll, uh, and again, this team is dead last in over under win totals with Vegas. It's dead last in Super Bowl odds. So they're probably going to have to throw. Makes me honestly, maybe a little more. I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Singletary outscores Damian Pierce in PPR formats this year. Yeah. Not, especially not since you saw Singletary, like you said, catch football a little bit. Yeah. Um, Dynasty fantasy players last year, maybe thought they had a diamond in the rough with Tyler Algier. He rushes for a thousand yards as a rookie. Uh, but listen, Coop, if you go over, look at on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, some of those draft NFL draft special bet, bets that you can make. Uh, right now, the Atlanta Falcons are the uh, odds favorite to draft Bijan Robinson at plus 500. Uh, does that scare you a little bit on Tyler Algier here? If, you know, Vegas isn't generally wrong on these things, right? Uh, and if all of a sudden you see the Atlanta Falcons sitting at plus 500, Dallas Cowboys are plus 550, the Chargers or plus 600. You just see the Atlanta Falcons trade for Jeff Akuda yesterday. So they're, you know, fixing up their defense and free agents in the offseason. We know Arthur Smith runs the football. There wasn't a huge draft capital investment in Tyler Algier. He came on strong at the end of the year, but, you know, Bijan Robinson sitting there as the draft favorite for the Atlanta Falcons right now in DraftKings Sportsbook has to have you worried. Yeah, it definitely has me terrified. And, you know, we talked to Dio Ledbetter uh, earlier this year. We know a little bit about uh, that side. John, I know you have your ear to the streets. You have your little birdies that you can't tell everybody about. But you've been hearing maybe some rumblings that that Bijan is an interest there. And now that he's the odds-on favorite, it's it's pretty scary. That Bijan hammer is going to come down somewhere. And, yeah. pretty much, and everything we know about the guy means he's going to be an every down back. He's going to go in the first round probably. Uh, you know, the Dolphins don't have a first round pick, but like teams like that, he would immediately vaporize everyone there. Tyler Algier, like he would immediately be the backup because he's right. not better in any of the phases. That's the problem. He was he, sharing time with Huntley for a little bit last year, even, right. even with everything that was going on. So he never fully had the job until the final handful of weeks. It seemed like, and then he just went wild. But, you know, the fact that now we're looking at Vegas odds here, this isn't just us, you know, speculating. Vegas odds have Bijan Robinson going to the Atlanta Falcons right. in terms of current best betting odds at plus 500. So uh, could that change? Certainly a team could trade up. Maybe maybe the Falcons do go and address that defense in a different direction because they like Algier, but uh, you know Vegas, at least sitting right now, sitting there at plus yeah. 500. And we have to think about it in terms of this is honestly, it's the easiest cheat code in the book. Go pull up the depth, depth chart for a team, right? And if they don't have five backs, that are ready to go for this year and potentially for the future, then they don't have enough running backs. Right. There are teams sitting there with three, right? And when I look at this depth chart, you've got Caleb Huntley, who's a late round pick. He's probably not a huge factor. Coral Patterson is 31. Right. Uh, Avery Williams, honestly, he's listed with the running backs, but he was a cornerback that they had returning kicks and just kind of said, well, you're never going to play cornerback. So now you're a running back, but is that really a running back, John? You know what I mean? Right. Depth chart wise. It's like, it's like the Patriots saying Matthew Slater is a wide receiver. Is he really, when you're talking about how many wide receivers right. are going to carry? Into I think season? he had one target, right? Or something <laughs> That's like that. what I mean. Yeah. Like, is it, he's a wide receiver, but like, if I'm counting wide receivers to see who they're going to cut and who they're not, 
I don't count that guy, and I don't really count Avery Williams, to be honest with you. So I, I think it's a very real possibility. Uh, as far as guys under 24 that I could even consider starting, there's probably two two more names. Uh, there's Isaiah Pacheco, 23 years old, led the Chiefs with 170 carries this past year. And then there's Cam Akers, who he does turn 24 this offseason. But, I mean, there's as far as guys that you can actually start that are under 24 years old, There's it's crazy how few of them there are. I mm-hmm. think that's what happens when you have a draft like 2017 where we saw it was Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones. Like everybody gets drafted in the same class and they all age out at the same yeah. time. Uh, most of the starting guys are older right now. So uh, could be a new wave coming in with this draft. But right now there's not a lot of youth you can rely on. Uh, would you would you start Isaiah Pacheco or say week one, would you be comfortable with Isaiah Pacheco or Cam Akers in, in any lineup? Yeah, I mean, I think both look great at the end of the year. If Matthew Stafford's back healthy, we know that, you know, Akers at least the lead running back in that offense. You know, they're going to probably lean on the running tack a little bit more. So I don't mind Akers here. Pacheco's obviously the wild card. He was obviously a very late round draft pick. And then we saw Jarek McKinnon get leaned on heavily down the stretch there for, uh, for the Chiefs. As we know with the Chiefs, they're kind of a little bit frustrating because anybody could be their guy. Right. We go into the season, Pacheco, Pacheco, Pacheco. And then for the first half of the season, it wasn't Pacheco. CEH got hurt, fell out of the rotation. Then all of a sudden it was McKinnon and Pacheco again. So, you know, you can have him on your roster. I don't know if I'm relying him as a plug in player right now, unless we get definitive, like, this is our guy. There's nobody else, you know. Um, because that could change at any moment with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Right. Uh, with with Cam Akers, like whoever the starting running back is for the Chiefs, if they if they commit to him, I'm in. That's just the way it goes in this in this league, especially if he's a guy that can ru- that runs as hard as he runs. Because I could see him getting that goal line work. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Cam Akers, it's kind of interesting because you know going through, you don't realize how young he was when he first came out. He's a very young prospect. Obviously had the Achilles, but yeah. he finished last year, John. Like you say. Uh, this is just the the rushing 23 for 118, 19 for 123, 21 for 104, sprinkling a couple catches in there too. So, I mean, this guy finished pretty strong, man, finished pretty strong. If they don't do anything at the running back position, you could have a guy that's at least flex worthy. So uh, a couple guys to keep on your radar in that, in that age range. Besides that, we'll talk about some other younger guys we're stashing later, but I can, I, there's nobody in that age group that I can, realistically picture myself starting week one let's uh let's discuss maybe some household names here uh, one yeah. name popping up today due to the you know the news that saquon barkley not going to sign his franchise tender here uh if you're a dynasty fantasy manager of saquon barkley and now the uncertainty surrounding his contract you know are you looking to sell you're looking to hold you know if you're a win now and you don't know if he's going to play if he's going to hold out you know what's your what are your take now on saquon I'm holding, man. I, everything that Saquon says and has said this entire time tells me he cares about his legacy. Uh, I know this is about money, which is is part of the game. But he, to me, is a guy that's going to play for as long as possible. From the start, he's been talking about how much legacy means to him. Uh, and I know he wanted to, wants to be a, a giant long time if they can work it out. But uh, wherever he goes, wherever he plays, unless he goes full Le'Veon Bell this year, which I pray he doesn't, Right. then he's going to play and he's going to be great. I think that it doesn't really matter where he is. Uh, he's just a stud. So that's kind of this group. He's towards the end of this group. So this whole group we're looking at here is age apex players, 24 to 26 years old. Saquon is 26. 
he won't turn 26 until next December. So we, sorry, he won't turn 27 until next December. So he gets pretty much the full season at age 26. So I still consider him within that group. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll, but if, yeah. if, if he's gone, I mean, if he, if they truly don't think he's the guy, then, you know, you go, well, you want to have Matt Breida stashed and it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft. Well, that's another, right. That's another team, right? If they don't think they can come to terms with Saquon or the money or whatever like that, then they could be a team looking uh, in mm. the draft to sort of replace him. For sure. Another guy that's 26 years old, uh, but not the wear and tear that some of these other running backs has. That's Tony Pollard. Uh, they let go of Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. They gave Paul the franchise tag here. Uh, at least for this year, it's his show in Dallas. Uh, where does he kind of rank for you? Because he is a little bit high, you know, older when you come to this age apex range. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fully on board with Tony Pollard this year. I hadn't been before just because Zeke was still able to uh, he was still able to get the one yard when he needed it. He was a goal line guy. He's, last year, he scored a touchdown, like 10 straight games. It was something right. ridiculous like that. Uh, but now that he's gone, I mean, Pollard's looked explosive. I imagine um, he's bulking up a little bit to to take on that full role. If they add somebody else, he's he's still a guy that you can, you can almost certainly start right. just because he's familiar. He's going to have a bigger role no matter what. And uh, he was startable last year. So I of all these years of being out on Tony Pollard, it feels nice to be in, right? Yeah, I listen. Uh, especially the fact that he, you know, he catches the football too. So he's kind of a three down explosive back. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes in redraft uh, this year. How how high up people are willing to to attack him there, Coop? I've been looking. Uh, so all we really have for. Some best ball draft action. Uh, yeah, some best ball draft action. Uh, I've usually use uh, underdog myself. If you want to check it out, get in there, get some early ADP action, and and you know put some money down and potentially win. Use promo code alarm. They'll match up to a hundred dollars in bonus credits, hundred uh, percent of whatever you match. You put twenty bucks, it'll give you twenty. You put hundred, yeah. it'll give you hundred. So uh, I I just do a few of those this time of year. And honestly, for me, it's more not even about winning. Obviously, it's fun to win, but just getting a chance to go in there and draft a bit and figure out where these guys are going is, is uh, it's worth it. And Tony Pollard is going RB 11, John There you so go. is how are you feeling about that? That's RB one territory. Yeah, man. I would take him. I would take yeah. him there. Just knowing the involvement, knowing that offense uh, last year's can't miss running back burned. Everybody, Jonathan Taylor goes down, gets yeah. hurt. Uh, as we always say, we're not, you know, injury for uh, forecasters here. Anybody who says, says otherwise uh, doesn't really know what they're talking about. Jonathan Taylor goes down. Healthy now, going to go back into the season. Maybe Gardner Minshew is a starting quarterback in Indy this year. You know, where does he now rank for you? Obviously, we're talking dynasty, so long-term prospects for Jonathan Taylor. At least this wasn't sort of devastating injury that he suffered here. Right, and he's still 24, and he's a young 24. So he just turned 24 in the winter. So, yeah, I'm fully on board. I was surprised. I was looking it up. I was like, I wonder if Quentin Nelson's getting kind of old. No, he's 27 years old as well, which is, I mean – when you look at like the all pro teams each year, yeah. a lot of these guys are like 30, 32, 33, 34. Uh, Andrew Whitworth was making the all pro team at 38 years old. So Lyman, you can, they're a little more dependable for a little longer. The age apex is like we talked about very different for all these different players. So mm-hmm. as long as you have John Taylor running behind Quentin Nelson, I, there's not much more in this world that I need. So uh, for me uh, in terms of redraft, like Christian McCaffrey is one. And then in half PPR, Jonathan Taylor is in that discussion. You know, and you have to talk about Austin Eckler, depending where Bijan Robinson lands, he's going to be in that conversation. But yep. I mean, he's still one, he's still the guy. He's still arguably the best dynasty asset, arguably yep. number one. I mean, unless there's a lot of people putting Bijan at one 
right now, John? Are you in that? Like, are you considering that? I mean, it's hard to so kind good. of you know give a rookie without knowing where his landing spot is. You know, uh, that kind of ranking. But we know what kind of running back, at least from a skill set, that he should be. But we've seen plenty of running backs that look like world beaters at, at the college level coming to the NFL and maybe not just adjust per se to uh, you know to exactly where he uh, where they think he can fit on that lot in that roster. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I made that mistake with Saquon where I was like, oh, well, I need to see it. And it turned out that, no, I didn't. Like I should have been drafting him in the first round of my redraft leagues. You right. know? So with Bijan, uh, everything about it tells me that this guy is is pretty can't miss. So I'm willing to put him right up in that okay. group. Uh, for the AJ Apex guys, like the way I rank these guys, and I know, again, we're just we're putting guys into groups rather than ranking them. Yeah. But like Jonathan Taylor is number one. Guy, this is guys age 24 to 26. I have Saquon Barkley probably next. After that, it's it gets a little more spread out, but I have a hard time not being very interested in John, Josh Jacobs after what we saw last year. He's 25 years old. They gave him the full role. Yeah. Uh, do you would you have him next out of this group, or is there anyone else in that discussion that you would be like, okay? Yeah, I'm- listen, it's 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 hard not to look again at the offense the Raiders are trying to run. Uh, and see what they're what direction they're looking to go. They they have Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback, which is you know, not a guy that's looking to spread wide and throw downfield. It's it's another kind of game managing uh, quarterback. I actually felt Derek Carr was more suited to throw the ball downfield than Jimmy G is. So right. you would think they'd be looking to line up and, and sign and run the ball with with Jacobs. I think it's funny that they didn't uh, pick up his option and then they had to pay him more uh, this year on the on the one year. So that that was kind of funny to me. They kind of had to have him prove it to himself. He proved it. Uh, had a big year. I, I don't mind Jacobs again. I, I loved him where he was going last year. I was taking him because he kept falling in drafts, but uh, difficult now to kind of see, you know, him moving up. So I, I don't mind him for for dynasty leagues, but you know, his long term future probably isn't with Las Vegas. So it's it's where does he go next? Where does he fit in that offense? What offense? And how do they utilize him? That's the question for dynasty. Yeah, and if you're going to pay a guy like that then you got to imagine that you're going to utilize him like that. So yeah. I I doubt you pay Josh Jacobs next year to have him be in a split backfield. And we see uh, getting the game, Tommy in the chat, big Raiders fan throwing yeah. up the Raiders signs. Kev Tompkins, thanks for joining us in the chat. He says, Bijan only behind Jefferson and Chase in Dynasty. I don't think that's crazy. I don't no, think that's I don't, crazy. I don't think I don't think it's yeah. overly crazy uh, there either. So you guys uh, listening out there that listen to the podcast form, we're now doing these live on Wednesdays at one o'clock Eastern time. So yep. come join us in the chat if you have questions or whatever. Uh, we're still going to run through and give you the full info that we usually do, but you know we'll pepper in some questions at the end. We'll answer any questions too. So come 100%. join us, hang out. It's going to be a good time, John. Dude, let, me rattle, well, let me rattle off a few more names here and let, and let me get your take here. Ramondre Stevenson seemingly took over the running back situation. Damian Harris no longer in New England. A big breakout year for him. Uh, We saw J.K. Dobbins. Took him a little bit to get going with that knee injury, but now he is uh, looking healthy. Should be part of an offense. You've talked a lot about the new offensive coordinator coming in. They want to move that ball downfield. Maybe less running, but maybe more scoring potentially where where Dobbins can uh, find himself some value. Miles Sanders now has a new home. Uh, Then Najee Harris, uh, again, last year, wasn't able to really replicate those rookie numbers. Big volume monster, but is the production going to follow? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, this group of guys, the ones I worry most, I worry about Ramondre Stevenson uh, because we've seen Bill O'Brien with this offense, 2007 to 2011, run kind of a split backfield. 
Last year, Ty Montgomery came out and ran 25 routes out of the backfield, got four targets, and then he got hurt in the first game. So we don't even know what they kind of planned. He's uh, Ramondre's already 25, and now I'm hearing that the Patriots like Bijan. I know that the Falcons picked before Bijan, so if they want him, they got him. The they've also had two meetings with Kendra Miller and Jameer Gibbs has been floated around, and as we know, Jameer Gibbs played with Bill O'Brien at right. at Alabama, and not to mention. Wouldn't it be the most Belichick thing ever to have Bill O'Brien there and they pass on Jameer Gibbs and later maybe sneak Roshan Johnson onto the team because right. they know they had a guy that was intimate with with what he does. Like there's a lot of ways that the Patriots could go back to their split backfield that scares me. Whereas I look at like Travis Etienne, I think he's pretty safe here. Yeah. He just needs to work on his pass blocking. But I I, I put him closer to Josh Jacobs. I would love to see him utilize in a passing game more. They told us yeah. he was supposed to be this pass catcher running back last year to the point where they're like, they're lining up as slot. <laughs> and then they almost never threw him the football. Isn't that the biggest? That's the biggest myth and lie in all of fantasy football. Like Kareem Hunt's going to play slot. Yeah. Tony Pollard's going to play slot. And then the reality is that running backs aren't usually better than wide receivers at playing right. slot. Like if you're Christian McCaffrey, then yes, you would be a great slot wide receiver. But if you're Christian McCaffrey, you're going to be the running back. Right. You know? So it, that's the biggest fallacy. But Travis Etienne, I, I think it's just a matter of Pat. He struggled with the pass protection scheme uh, and he's going to figure it out. He's going to be fine. Uh, so I'm not worried about Etienne. I like him a lot. He, I'd put him up with Jacobs. I'd put him up with Tony Pollard and those guys. Uh, and I also personally, John, and I know you know this, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. I really like Miles Sanders. I always yeah. have. He's a five-yard per carry player. You and I both. Never yeah, made we, any sense. And we were right last year. I mean, he was really good last year. He scored yeah. like 11 touchdowns despite his quarterback being second in the entire league in carries inside the five-yard line. Only Jamal Williams had more carries inside the five-yard line than Jalen Hurts. He had 20, and he scored nine touchdowns inside the five, 11 inside the 10. Just imagine if the running back got some of those, John. Right. I mean, easy, easy uh, RB1. And not to mention, the mobile quarterbacks don't throw it to the running back often. So the Eagles had the lowest RB target share, target percentage, and that includes Kenneth Gainwell of any team in the league. Jalen Hurts yeah. is just going to keep it himself because he's Jalen Hurts, right? So right. he's not going to dump it down. It's a, it's a, They paid him a lot of money, highest paid free agent to go to the Panthers. I think this is a great move for Miles Sanders. I will trade yards per carry and rushing yards in general all day long for more targets and potentially more touchdowns. I mean, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, between them, they've never had a thousand yard rushing season. Yeah. I do not care. Give me the targets. So yeah. Miles Sanders, I'm fully in on. Plus, so. they scored. Those guys scored a lot of touchdowns too to kind of help. Uh, the one knock on Sanders during his time with with Philly was that they didn't think he could catch the football. Right? They, that was one of the reasons they weren't really throwing into him as much. But uh, definitely now in a situation in Carolina where they're going to be looking to just you know we saw them how they ran last year with Dante Foreman. Um, you know the fact that like Adam Thielen and DJ Chark are their one and two wide receivers. It feels like uh, a run heavy spot. Uh, certainly for Sanders there. Uh, any other thoughts on, on that grouping? Or, you know, is it is it more so of a conversation of, you know, what do we do now with the Detroit Lions running back situation? Yeah, uh, yeah. so before, yeah, before we get, yeah, I mean, that that is the next question with this group. So uh, just to recap this, this is AJ Pex, 24 to 26 years old. We're going to get to a, I see a couple guys in the chat mentioning mention guys like Dalvin Cook. We're definitely going to hit on those guys, but they're a little bit older group. These guys are 24 to 26 guys we can, and, and they're guys we think we could start right now. Right. So honestly, Taylor, Barkley, Etienne, Jacobs, Sanders, Harris, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, J.K. Dobbins. I'm comfortably starting those guys. There's just a couple fringe guys 
that I would, I'm not sure if I'm going to, I could start them or not that are in this age group. Right. One being uh, Rashad White, John. And then the other is the, we got to talk about the Lions backfield. Both those guys are 24, 25 years old. But before we get to that, Rashad White, John, again, week one, normal 12 team league, two running backs and a flex. Are you comfortable, Rashad? If you're trying to win now, comfortable with Rashad White in the lineup, or would you rather have him be like your next man up? No, I, I don't know why you wouldn't be. I mean, there's no real competition for him. The offense is obviously going to take a step backwards without Tom Brady, but you know their quarterback is Baker Mayfield. You just rattled off what Cam Akers did uh, with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback there at the end of last year for the Rams. Uh, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't set up and look to run the ball and utilize uh, Rashad White both in the running and the passing game uh, there if it's Baker truly as their quarterback. So, yeah, to me, just the fact that there is no real competition – for him in those, in those carries and his role in that offense, I, I'm fully fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So, yeah, I honestly, if I were going to start J.K. Dobbins, why not start Rashad White? So I'm I'm with you. I'll put him in that group. And then, you know, the last guys that probably, you know, might fit in here, maybe both fit in here, David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. Feels pretty clear to me D- David Montgomery is going to be the starter given the money they paid him. He'll be, he'll be the goal line back. The fact that De- uh, DeAndre Swift can't stay healthy. This is where like I feel a little bit of a hypocrite where I'm like, oh, we don't predict injuries. We don't predict injuries. And I love the talent of DeAndre Swift. But the facts are every single season DeAndre Swift gets hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, you just hit a home run. But when he gets even the smallest of ding – the Lions just don't use him. They just make he, he himself is like, unless I'm 100%, like I, I don't ever really run that well. So um, a little bit of the man problem there too. It's like Will Fuller. You keep going back to the well, Will Fuller. Yeah. But one season he finally stayed healthy, he gets popped for steroids. So it's like, right. you know, what are, what are we doing with, with DeAndre? But to your point, they don't bring in a running back like David Montgomery without the intention probably of featuring Montgomery a little bit more. Yeah, man, that that is a tough one. Like these guys, I, that's this is the very edge of that twenty-four to twenty-six year old group where I would just, if this guy, if either guy's in my RV two spot, I would I'm trying to get someone else in that spot so I can move them to the flex because we don't know how it's going to break down and uh, we don't know if, in Swift's case if he's going to stay healthy or right. Montgomery honestly or any running back. Truthfully, you really should load up on running backs. Well, that's, I think yeah. that's what we've learned. We, we got the zero RB guru, Kev Tompkins, in the chat right now. You know, like that guy lives on, you know, d- grabbing your handcuff and then waiting for your starter to go down. And, you know, then, then he's golden. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's let's move on to the guys that are uh, 27 or older. So the AJ Apex, as, you know, Kevin Tompkins broke down for us in his article uh, last year, uh, is 24 to 26 for running backs. In this group, I took anybody that turns 27 before the season starts and put them in there. So I know people want to say, oh, you know, uh, well, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey isn't 27. Well, he's 26.9 years old because his birthday is coming up in like a month or two. So mm-hmm. he's 27. Let's be honest. So uh, let this group, uh, again, though, just because the age apex is in that group doesn't mean that we can't have RB1 seasons from guys that are older. I mean, Derrick Henry himself has proven that multiple times. Corderell Patterson at 30 years old was an RB1. It's just a it's a frame of reference, but it's not the end-all be-all. So a guy like Christian McCaffrey, John, obviously we're starting him. What are you willing to trade for him? That's the real question. Yeah, I mean, I – like your your point there with the with the you know AJ packs there. How many more seasons does he have as an elite running back? If it's three, if you believe it's three, then you trade really whatever you can, right? Right. 
I'm a guy about winning now and worrying about later, later. So, uh, you know, if, if I'm in a spot where I have all the pieces needed, except for maybe that running back, or, or I have a good draft position in a team that has CMC's looking to move on, like I'm fine trading that piece for, for Christian McCaffrey, especially given the offense he's part of now. Right. And, and I, for anybody out there, like the, the easiest way to look at trades when it's, especially when it comes to draft picks is ask yourself, if this guy was available in my rookie draft, where would I pick him? Where mm-hmm. would I pick Christian McCaffrey? One, you know what I mean? Like I would, maybe I would consider Bijan one Oh one and McCaffrey one Oh two. But if you have a high end first round pick or any first round pick that you can trade and get this guy, then just get him right. Like you would pick him if you were there. Yeah, listen, my, my, my theory all the time, and we talk a lot about this in, in our Discord, which again, if you're if you're not yet a member of the Fantasy Alarm family, we got promo codes all over the place right now. Uh, you can get in pretty cheap, uh, 20 bucks a month for the first six months if you use promo code MLB50 right now. If you want the annual package pro, once a year package, 20% off code NFL Draft right now and get access to that Discord. A lot of people are always talking, like, I have these keepers. I have this draft pick in Dynasty. You know, if I'm ready to win now, like I will win today and count my money and worry about next year, next year. You know why? Everybody's always so enamored with the future. I got to get younger. I got to get the next young stud. It's like, well, why not win two years in a row, build up a bankroll, and then, you know, sit on your cash while you're you're waiting for everybody else to kind of hope those rookies pan out for them. So, yeah, get me a Christian McCaffrey. Get me an Austin Eckler, a Nick Chubb, guys that are these, you know, that 27 years old where you say starts the AJ Pecs. They're going to be RB1s, you know, assuming health moving forward, and you know what you get. Why sell for B. John Robinson and hope he becomes Jonathan Taylor when you could get Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, that, that's always been my philosophy. Take the product you know versus the product you don't know. I always go back to Trent Richardson, right? Everybody thought Trent Richardson was going to be this absolute monster coming out of college. Couldn't read a line, offensive line, if his life no. depended on it, didn't know where to go. So right. instead of trading all your dynasty assets because Trent Richardson's there, could have traded for a running back that was actually already good and could help your fantasy team win. Exactly, man. Like if you, like if you play for later, you can only win later. If right. you win now, right. you can still win later. Right. I like, like my and, bank bank account. You know, my bankroll growing now, right. and, and instead of hoping it it grows later, right. So put your my, name on the trophy. Always been my philosophy. Put your name on the trophy and the money in your pocket now. And the other thing that I love to do is if I do win now, I'm pushing all my chips. And trying to go back to back because if you go back to back now you can talk trash forever right. the, the most recent someone can also go back to back is two years later right so you're just like you're the king for a minimum two years and that's assuming that nobody can actually go back to back you could just be the king forever where the best trash talk ever is okay you won but did you go back to back right right like yeah. i went back to back like even if it's 10 even 10 years from now you can still be like yeah remember i went back to back when i uh, traded for christian mccaffrey so yeah. Yeah, go for it. Win we had now, a question man. on the Minnesota back uh, backfield a little bit earlier here. Dalvin nice. Cook, uh, twenty seven years old. Uh, what are you with? What are our thoughts here? Here, I think it's a Baxi five one eight over on YouTube. Uh, you know, wants to know about our thoughts on Alexander Madison. Do we truck Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook. You know, do we have any updates on that legal situation that he was dealing with? You know, with everything that was happening there with him. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been I've been uh, keeping an eye on that. Uh, Drew Davenport gives us any updates on that. I think at this point, like they, it's been settled, at, okay. probably out of court because I never heard anything about the situation and and any updates on on what the problem is there. Mm-hmm. So I think he's I think he's good from that standpoint. Joe Mixon has his own legal things going on. So does Alvin Kamara. That's why orders on Joe Mixon they're menacing. So yes. like, yeah, yeah, that's that's so, not great. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, why don't we talk about those three guys now? Because I. I'm going to separate them from this group of guys like Christian okay. McCaffrey. 
obviously is in another, even though they're all kind of the same age, Dalvin's 27. Now Mixon's going to turn 27 before the season, just like CMC Kamara is already 27. You can't group them together because these guys have issues. Dalvin there has been rumors that he's going to get traded or even possibly released. Uh, I think that's mostly contract related. If they couldn't keep Adam Thielen, then anybody in that situation that they think they have guys behind the yeah. starter, then you know, you got to look that way to me though. Dalvin is a guy who uh, with this information and what I'm seeing from trade charts and rankings that I can maybe get Dalvin for a second round pick. I'm going out and trying to get him because I don't think this is the kind of guy that just retires right now. I think that he still has enough in the tank for one or two more good years. And when you look at the odds for drafting running backs in the second round of a rookie draft, we're talking about the odds of them ever having a top 24 or 12 season is like 30% or less. Right. Right. And I think if I had to bet on Dalvin cook, having at least one more top 24 season, I would bet that he has at least one more top 12 season in him. So I'm going out and grabbing Dalvin cook of this group. I'm a little more worried about Mixon and Kamara because they're, uh, their legal issues are a little more I mean, palpable. Kamara is certainly going to face some suspension. Right? Those suspended. videos are just too damning for him right. there. Um, though, you know what? The the NFL and their their policy for punishment is so obscure, so inconsistent. Who who really knows exactly. uh, what, what he could end up facing there? But same thing with Mixon. Certainly risky. Um, you know, Alvin Kamara, they, they bring in Jamal Williams. We, they still have uh, the thorn in our side, Taysom Hill. You know, with, with New Orleans, you know, so who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah. So for me, I'm taking like Dalvin Cook is probably where the where I draw the line, like because we're kind of looking at it from a win now standpoint. We talked about the younger guys. Now we're talking about some of the older guys. Like if I have Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and I would also put Dalvin Cook in there. Those guys in my mind are in my lineup week one, and yep. I plan on starting them as long as they're healthy. Joe Mixon and Alvin Kamara, you need to start making other plans. I don't mind having them on my roster if I'm a win now team. Like if my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers and I have Derrick Henry and I have Travis Kelsey, I'm fine having these guys because because I know that I'm going all in and I'm hoping any suspensions come early and I'll have them for the playoffs. But you got to make other plans to start uh, start week one. Now, with those names I mentioned, do you have any concern for Derrick Henry Chubb, Eckler, these guys are all Eckler's going to be 28 when the season yeah. starts. No, uh, no, no issues for me. The same thing we talk about with the Chargers offense all the time. As long as he's on the Chargers, I have zero problem with, with Austin Eckler. Obviously, things change where he goes, but to your point, teams aren't going to go acquire Austin Eckler and then not utilize him to the best of his capabilities. We think the Chargers are still going to score a lot of points. He's going to be on their offense. Uh, a key part of that offense there. Love that they have a great quarterback. And Justin Herbert to really stabilize that offense for me. So I'm all in on Austin Eckler. I was not afraid of Derrick Henry. You, you look at last year, you know, again, we're talking dynasty here. Uh, we play a lot of redraft, a lot of, of best ball. <clears throat> this podcast that we did last year, we asked this question, are you worried about Derrick Henry? The workload, the foot injury and all these things. And I was like, no, he's no. just an animal. I'm going to wait until they prove to me that he can't be good before I predict him not being good. You were getting Derrick Henry in the second half of those first round last year. Uh, and he was as good as he was before, right? So uh, I'm fine in a win-now mode. If you get Derrick Henry, go get him. If he's available to a team looking to sell him, go get him. They haven't proven me a reason. They don't have a backup running back behind him to prove me a reason that they're going to go elsewhere. So no, he, he's the guy until he says otherwise. Right, and it's exactly what we said with Keenan Allen, where the GM comes out and he says, Keenan Allen is our Charlie Joyner. He's going to be with the team 
forever. Charlie Joyner played till he was 39. So maybe not that long, but like when the team starts telling me, like when we start hearing that they are trying to draft somebody else or they are looking to move on from him, that's when I'll start worrying. Yeah. As long as they're not worried, I'm not worried. Once, right? like, once they get like Tony Pollard that starts cutting into your, your workload, you know, then, you know, but until then they don't have anybody behind Derrick Henry to make it seem like they're going to be taking away any of his carries. Uh, 349 rushing attempts last year uh, for Mr. Derrick Henry. They, they, they did not worry about that workload for him. Yeah. So I'm in on those guys. The last guy in this group, not much needs to, too, not too much needs to be said about Aaron Jones. I think that, you know, he proved last year that it's, it's still his job, the big part of it. Obviously, AJ Dillon took some goal line carries, but he just catches enough passes. I don't play in standard leagues that I'm still, if I'm win now, I'm going into the season planning to start Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, before we before we get to the next group of guys, yeah. uh, we had a couple of questions in the chat. One from uh, Better Boss, shout out Matt, I'll put it on the screen here. He says, Coop and John, I'm picking number one overall in too many dynasty leagues this season. Need a QB, but is B. John Robinson too valuable to pass up? Uh, if we're So I'm going to say that if this is super flex, you have to take a QB one. Mm-hmm. Like you can't take Bijan at one. Uh, if it's super flex, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if if you're loaded at quarterback, then maybe you could take Bijan. I don't know, John. If you have, let's say it's a super flex league and you have Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Mac yeah. Jones, can you take can you take Bijan? Would of you course. do it? I mean, listen, you just listed two of the top five quarterbacks in football. If you have two of the top five quarterbacks yeah. <laughs> in football and you're drafting one overall in your dynasty league, I, I shudder to think what the rest of your team looks like. <laughs> right. So yes, yeah. take the running back. Um I, I don't know. I, I think you got to go Bijan. I'm not, again, rookie quarterbacks to me, they're just, they're too volatile, right? There's, you know, sure. We've seen guys come into league and have success, but you take, yeah, you take Bijan full tilt fantasy football. Uh, I agree with you here. You take Bijan. And then if you need to make a move, you make a move from there, but you don't pass up the one oh one, right. And you, that's a guy you build your team around. You don't build your team around hoping that one of these rookie quarterbacks comes into the league that's on a bad football team and they become fantasy relevant all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, that's very true, man. Yeah. Shout out full tilt. I was on the show with them last night talking tight ends, the rookie tight ends and everything. Dude, love those guys. Uh, Thomas Tipple, uh, Thomas Tipple and Jay, uh, Jacob Sanderson. So uh, go check that show out over on their channel after you're done with this one here, dude, that was a blast talking with those fellas, but now John. Okay. So we hit, here's what we did so far, guys. We're breaking these guys down into buckets. Uh, for anyone that just joined us, uh, we, we hit up the very young guys, which is Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, that you could start. And then, of course, Javante Williams, Danny Pierce, that group goes in there. We looked at the age apex guys that are uh, starters in your dynasty league and 24 to 26 years old. So Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, that crew. We just yeah. hit the old guys. Now let's get into the age apex guys, 24 to 26 years old. Guys, John, for this group, I would say guys that are like, handcuff plus type players, but also guys that have standalone value or that we've started at some point. Uh, so just think of like guys that you have actually started in real life fantasy leagues. So for instance, Devin Singletary would fall right into this group for me yeah. where, uh, you know, he's not technically the starter. I talked about him earlier on the show that I love his pass catching ability. Uh, I love that Damian Pierce was not a good pass blocker, which gives him a path to relevancy. He's mm-hmm. 25 years old, so he's in the age apex. That's the perfect example for me. Uh, anybody else come to mind that a guy that you would uh, push comes to shove would throw in your flex on a bye week or for an injury? I, I'm still a, a believer in AJ Dillon. Um, I don't think you're using a second round pick uh, like they did a few years ago. A guy that kind of size and, and that you know 
proven running ability when they given him the opportunity. Still had seven rushing touchdowns last year, even though he was the clear backup. But seven rushing touchdowns, 770 yards, 186 carries. To me, firmly a flex play. Uh, I, I think you can put him in your lineup. And we know that there is real upside if he's able to take control uh, of that backfield, whether through injury or he just outperforms at some point uh, and fits that offensive mold once maybe Jordan Love becomes quarterback there in Green Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm for sure interested, especially, I mean, more in best ball and standard. He did, ha- they had so few running back carries inside the five-yard line, but he had most of them, right? So like- yeah. that, I just think some- that offense changes once Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. So there's, there's something to be said for that. There's something right. to be said for that. So yeah, they're not, I don't uh, think they're going to drop back and throw and, and you know, we uh, lean on that the way they, their offense had in years past because Jordan Love doesn't know anything, right? They're they're I think they're going to be a little bit more conservative with their play calling. They're going to lean on the do, the two running backs um, and try to open it up that way. They don't, you know, you're hopeful that maybe Christian Walker, you know, steps up a little bit here, but um, you know, it, it, to me, it's the running back here once they move on from Aaron Rodgers. Right. And honestly, uh, more than ever, we, we see it in baseball all the time, John, uh, obviously, is the selling at the trade deadline. But we're kind of seeing it in the NFL a little bit more more than ever, where, like, you know, Zach Ertz getting moved midseason on a team when the Eagles, you know, didn't necessarily think they could compete that season. They said, hey, you know what, let's get let's move this guy for something while we can. What if this team comes out and flounders a bit with Jordan Love and they say, hey, we got a 20-year-old running back here and the clock is ticking and another team that's competing now loses their running back. I don't think that's crazy. And if something like that were to happen, now it's wheels up sooner right. than you would think. Um, other guys from this list I would consider, one is James Cook. And this one to me is a shame because I like this player a lot. I like his pass catching. He carved up our Patriots, John. We're both Patriots fans and he we did not know how to stop him. He would just run like they would – he would just run right up the middle of the field and just stop right where yeah. our linebackers were and was eat us alive, man. But the problem is they have Damian Harris now, who is a power back, probably yeah. the goal line back. And of course the dreaded mobile QB who, you know, Andrew Erickson's done the full write up on how they don't mathematically shown how they don't really target the running backs. We know anecdotally they don't. So that's kind of scary to me. Uh, James Cook though, I think he's at least on the fringe of guys you would consider to start, John. Where are you at with him? If if it was James Cook and Damian Harris with Kirk Cousins, I feel like I would love James Cook. Yeah, because you know, he plays I'm, with Josh Allen. I'm less worried about Damian Harris just because of the deal that he signed. Right? It, it, they didn't go and give Damian Harris his big contract, and you know, clearly paying him to be a lead guy. So to me, it feels like Damian Harris is more so to be the backup in that offense. And I think they're looking for the more explosive player and James Cook to take over here. Uh, they still have Naeem Hines on, the, on that team, too. And if you're looking for a guy that could be a third down back for them, obviously he profiles kind of given his former role. They use him more in kick returns. Obviously he had the kick return touchdowns last year in that game. But um, I'm fine with Cooks because I do think the scoring potential is there. And as much as we talked um, you know, about Josh Allen and, and that offense throwing, we talked about how good Damian, uh, Devin Singletary was last year for fantasy. So I think Cooks had certainly – take over that role and a little bit more in my opinion given his second full season in this offense yeah i think if you had to pick between one would you pick james cook or kenneth gamewell they're both kind of the same guy uh james cook yeah i agree i agree i think kenneth gamewell faces a little more uphill uphill battle um let's see other ones in this so we're talking guys 24 to 26 years old uh james cook actually 
he'll turn 24 before the season, but he's still, I think it's right in August. So he's, he's kind of on the younger edge here. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Antonio Gibson versus Brian Robinson? I mean, do you think yeah. we'll get We'll get a fantasy starter out of that group or is it two split? Uh, I mean, I wish it was Antonio Gibson for fantasy, right? Nothing to no. take away from Brian Robinson, uh, but Gibson, he's just the more electric player. I, I am at least encouraged that there's a role for Gibson, right? 46 receptions last year. They're not going to throw the ball to Brian Robinson. So yeah. um, I, I like Gibson more than Robinson because I think there's a path for Gibson to take over as the lead role. But at the very least, Gibson has a role on this team as the third down player. Right. Yeah. No, uh, so that's the thing we we know from, again, the beautiful thing about fantasy football is that you don't have to do everything yourself. We can stand on the shoulders of others that have done the research, right? It's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to say, uh, you know, oh, I want to look up mobile quarterbacks and running backs. Oh, well, Andrew Erickson did that work with targets versus carries. Scott Barrett did that work already. And he kind of mathematically proved that even in standard, a target is worth 1.36 times as much as a carry, even in standard and in full PPR. And I'm talking targets, not receptions, targets. A target is worth 2.74 times as much in terms of fantasy points as a carry. Give me the guy getting the target. So, yeah. And, and their quarterback is what? We think it's Sam Howell going to be this year? I mean, there's no no confidence really in them like spreading the offense and no. throwing it downfield with him. So you would feel like it'd be a lot more running back oriented, using Robinson, but also checking down and throwing out uh, to Gibson. Uh, and for me – you know, especially in the second half of that year, it felt like there were opportunities where Gibson started getting the carries uh, and looked more explosive. We, we weren't really sure why he was in the doghouse this whole time, but from the beginning of, of training camp, he was in the doghouse when Rivera's like, oh, maybe he'll return kicks for us. You know, like they, they brought back McKissick, signing him away from Buffalo. Like there was a lot of signs on the wall that they weren't really in on, on Gibson for whatever reason, but he went out there, 58 targets, 46 catches. Uh, I, I think at very least we talk all the time, like give me a guy that has standalone value and then the opportunity to take over. And that is what we talk about with Gibson. It comes from that way, doesn't it? Like it's never the Alfred Morris. Like Alfred Morris had his one rookie year, but it's never the guys that don't catch well. They right. end up on the wrong end of it. The Jordan Howards and the Philip Lindsay's, like they end up on the wrong side of that battle. So mm-hmm. I agree. You want the Austin Eckler that can carve out the pass catching role. And then they say, hey, why don't we just use this guy all the time? Right. So uh, I, I do see that potential. Another guy uh, that's in the mix. I mean, it's kind of a muddled backfield now. Uh, Khalil Herbert, they signed the, you know, Dave Montgomery's gone, but they brought in Dante Foreman. Any interest in Khalil Herbert? Did you think that this is, this could be a candidate for a team, them to draft a guy too? Um, yeah, definitely a, you, a candidate for a team to draft a guy. I mean, Dante Foreman looked okay, but he's, he's Dante Foreman. We, and yeah. this offense to me is evolving, right? The, the, the moves that they've made, is to my opinion, open up the offense and their running is going to be centered around Justin Fields. You you talked about them bringing in the offensive coordinator last year. And when he was the offensive coordinator, uh, what was it Ole Miss or, or something like that? So, no, it was um, Mississippi state, Mississippi state. Yeah. Like their, their starting quarterback when he was the OC there was running like thousands of yards. You see Justin Fields come in breakout year running the football. And then they go and trade for DJ Moore. They bring in Chase Claypool still have Darnell Mooney. Like there's a lot of reasons why you think this offense maybe mirrors more what we saw out of Philadelphia. Now they, I don't think any of those wide receivers are as good as Devonta Smith, never mind AJ Brown, but mobile quarterback opening the offense up a little bit more, get the pass catchers, hopefully improve their offensive line to give that guy any shot of, of being productive back there. And then you have a running back that can complement that offense in Herbert or Foreman. 
but rushing touchdowns probably go more to fields and those guys are more chain movers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I could easily see it where fields is hurts. I'm not saying that he is anyone they are looking to clip that. I'm not saying that he is. I'm saying he could be that guy in the offense and run and have that role, which is a touchdown vulture and uh, you know, a guy that runs it a lot himself, which would make uh, you know, Miles Sanders would be Donta Foreman, which yeah. is just a, a bunch of empty carries and only 20 receptions. Uh, good yards per carry though, with off running off the RPO, but not all you know, his touchdowns are getting vultured. And then that means that Kill Herbert is Kenneth Gainwell, right? right. So it's like if it, if we're gonna stack them up and sort them like that, I mean you could do the same thing with the guys from the Ravens and the guys from the Bills. It's why we we don't want like the ideal spot for these guys is not to have a mobile quarterback. So yeah. I'm worried just as much as you. Uh, last few guys I'll throw in here because we're talking handcuff plus. Uh, this is the, the real question, John. I'm just going to ask you: handcuff or handcuff plus? Like, sure. does it? Can these guys crack a lineup with two flexes, or are they really just only good when the starter doesn't play? So sure. I'm just going to go right through them. You tell me: handcuff or handcuff plus? Uh, Michael Carter. Uh, handcuff. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Handcuff plus. Ooh, I, I kind of like that because he was getting carries. Like he was mixing in, so yeah. it's not crazy. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, handcuff. Yeah, James Robinson on the New England Patriots. Nah, handcuff. Handcuff. And then, I don't know if he makes the team. I know he signed into a couple multi-year deal, but he could be a cut candidate there. You think? You think they're just trying to pick his brain on what Robert Sala is doing over there in New York? Yeah. Could, I mean, could be, or they're just going to give a see if they're, they're kicking tires, seeing what's left. But I think he's handcuff. Yeah, uh, and then Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Uh, I'm still going to go handcuff plus there. I think so too on that one. I think I would, I have him at the end of this list, but I would think I would move him. Like Chuba Hubbard has gotten so many opportunities. And the thing is, he's still only, he's not even 24 yet, but right. I mean, he's just had too many. Alexander's just a better back. So he is. And they paid him a lot of money. Like they, they made him the highest paid free agent running back and they gave him a four year deal. And yeah. there's 13 million guaranteed, which to me says minimum of three years, like guaranteed he plays two years at 13 million dollars for that mm-hmm. team but i would say minimum three years before they before they uh say okay enough is enough so i think miles sanders is locked in and more reasons to like him so that's kind of the whole age apex crew uh let's look at um yeah, you sent a tweet out earlier today coop about some a running back still available maybe about to bust up someone's dynasty rb2 uh those names included zeke elliott leonard fournette um you know thoughts on where maybe they land and you know what your thoughts are in terms of dynasty value for those guys i think honestly if if the i think the chargers looked at the game this the game they had last year where they uh they couldn't close it out versus the jaguars with just they couldn't run the ball at the end of the game to win the game if they don't draft a guy i could see them bringing in fournette or zeke to mix in with Austin Eckler and I would sure. hate that for fantasy but it makes all the sense in the world for real life football so I think one of Zeke or Fournette could end up over there they're going they, it's going to be tough to trust these guys from these older guys so these guys are all old, over 27 John I know we're kind of running out of time here who are some guys from this list that you would actually put right in your lineup right now I mean James Connors 28 Jamal Williams is 28 with yeah. the Alvin Kamara suspension. Rashad Penny's I mean, Jamal 27. Williams is interesting just for the red zone touches that could, yeah. he could possibly have. Again, Taysom Hill being there is, is a little nerve-wracking, yeah, but the hell? Uh, definitely could fit there. I'd love to – you know, Kareem Hunt I think could be interesting to wherever that he ends up landing for sure. Um, I got a landing spot for Hunt that yeah. uh, Seattle, if they don't draft a pass catching back, they just lost uh, – they just lost 
DJ Dallas. They lost Travis Homer. They lost Rashad Penny. Like they got he's no- too talented, and he doesn't have the wear and tear on him because of Nick Chubb, where he's been the last couple yeah. of years. Like I'm surprised he's still out there. Uh, and then Gus Edwards. Like Gus Edwards is a very productive <laughs> running back uh, in an offense that utilizes the running game. Maybe this change in offensive coordinator and offensive style will update what they want to do. You, you don't pay Odell Beckham 18 million without looking to spread the offense, but. Uh, Gus Edwards is a guy that does at least find himself generally involved in this offense. There's there's only six guys that have five yard five hundred plus carries and five yards of carry in their career. It's Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, and Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards somehow, even at his size as a short yardage back, five yards of carry for his career. Insane, man. Insane. Yeah. Uh, one other name I want to mention from this group is Majay Piran. Uh, he's a guy I'm targeting in on win now teams. Javante Williams might not play. Somebody in the in the chat mentioned it earlier uh, that we talked when we were talking about Javante Williams. We don't know if he's going to play even at all, but we know that the Joker back role in Sean Payton's offense. He mentioned it in an interview in 2017. He said Christian McCaffrey would be a great Joker back in my offense. Yeah. It's what Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush did. Well, he didn't take Christian McCaffrey, but he did take Alvin Kamara, and that turned out pretty good. So Samaj yeah. P. Ryan with Joe Lombardi and him calling plays, kind of love it. Uh, before we wrap here, John, any deep stashes, younger guys, um, name any names interest you? Patriots have a couple guys. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the Miami running back situation. I, you know, Mostert, Wilson, anybody for you there? I want them to draft Jameer Gibbs or Kendry Miller or, or Charbonnet or one of the top guys. But if, if they don't go in with anybody else, give me Raheem Mostert. He had like 1,100 yards from scrimmage, right? Explosive. Yeah. And in Dynasty, you start guys, and then if they get hurt, you start somebody else. It's not the end yeah. of the world in Dynasty of all formats. So yeah. I got to yeah. go for deep stashes, though. Our guy, Chris Evans, we identified him two years ago. Yeah. Uh, now Samaji P. Ryan's gone and maybe Joe Mixon being suspended. So uh, Chris Evans is a third down back and maybe third down back plus. Uh, in that Cincinnati offense, maybe has some fantasy value. I'll wrap us last couple guys, and then we could you know throw throw a promo code or two out there. Uh, P, uh, I like either of the Vikings guys, uh, and I'm not talking about Alexander Madison. I'm talking behind them, Ty Chandler or Keene Nwangu, especially Ty Chandler. Keep those names on your radar because if Dalvin Cook is gone, one of those guys is going to play. Yep. And they, you know they might not be the starter, but they're going to mix in. Ty Chandler looked very good. They seem to really like that guy. Yep, I agree with you there. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week's Quick Out Fantasy Football Podcast, breaking out down. It's running back Scoop and I will be here every Wednesday, 1 o'clock live, breaking down all of your fantasy football needs. If you're not yet part of the family, again, fantasylime.com slash all pro, promo code MLB50 uh, gets you 50% off the first six months. That takes you right through the first month of the NFL season for just $19.98. No reason not to join the family today. Good luck, everybody. Have some fun. Good luck with your fantasy football drafts. We'll talk to you all later.